know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk, the 977, the edge, the Wednesday hump day edition. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx with you. Excited that you're spending a little part of your morning with us. Welcome in. You're always encouraged for smarmy comments to the text line, 888 Nine nine three seven seven. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. No, you don't have to keep it clean on the text. We'll just have to edit it for you, like we do every day for some of you guys. But nonetheless, <laughs> but we do like, appreciate your input. We, we we provide a public service. A little. Uh, I, I like to prefer it as old dude counseling every day. Every, every Group day. therapy. Yeah, every day. I'm reminded by my son that this is the old. Uh, this is the Metamucil segment of. Uh, Sports Talk 97.7. Well, if we paid the attention other, to him, it would be... If we listen to him. If we, we listen, listen to him, but we don't. But we're older and wiser, and uh, but and, and we think that uh, maybe we offer something to you that you would like, and that's one the opportunity event. And on Sports Talk Stories of the Day... What are you doing over there? You don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm a little uncomfortable right now. Everything's fine. Uh, when you... When, you know, I would say you need to split. I don't think it's, it's an absolute must. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably going to have Verlander throwing game six or seven in yeah, Los but, Angeles. But this pitching staff. If you get to that. It's, I mean, the Astros have a good pitching staff. The okay. Dodgers have a great pitching staff. One of the best, I think, you've seen in a long time. I mean, they're they're set up to, to be really good for a long period of time. And uh, I saw, we were talking earlier, Terry, about you know, why teams are successful and and uh, consistently successful. And if you see what the Dodgers have uh, assimilated in their front office, Andrew Friedman, of course, the, the GM there was with Tampa Bay, but they've got about three or four former general managers in their top, you know, five or six organizational structure. And uh, there's a reason why the Dodgers are good. they got people that know what they're doing. Uh, shout out to us old people seasoned people, experienced people that are calling the shots and uh, they're, they're uh, pulling the right moves and it's paid off. Uh, actually, Jerry Hunsecker, who used to be with the, uh, the Astros GM, is actually with the Dodgers now in that front office. So uh, a good organization, strong, built built to last and built on some exceptional, exceptional pitching. Of course, there's nobody east of the Mississippi that's paying any attention to this. All night, Terry? Long night? Yeah, long night. Okay. Very long. Very, very long Which night. Which we cannot share with the uh, listening audience. But no, I, I, I refereed a girls' basketball scrimmage last night for 40 minutes, and I'm old and fat, and I had to get up and down the, the court. Oh, man, you yeah. haven't done that kind of movement in a long time. I, I literally needed a wheelchair. Yeah, well, we've got one for you if you need uh, one. We've, we've got did. an extra one. Speaking of wheelchair, I, I do want to deal with this one. And this was this is sort of semi-breaking. I thought it was a, a, an intriguing perspective that, I, to be honest with you, I really hadn't thought of. And this was uh, brought out yesterday. You know, Jim McElwain, we talked about getting death threats. Glad right? you brought Jim, Jim up. Jim yeah. McElwain said, hey, look, I, players are getting death threats. My family's getting death threats. I'm getting death threats. Well, there was a, uh, I guess it was, who was the, 
is Pat Forte? Is who? Pat Forte, yeah. Yep. He wrote the article about perhaps Jim McElwain is embellishing this to detract attention away from the fact that Florida's not very good or to curry sympathy or, or, or what have you. You know, I'm the type of person, I'm going to take you at your word. If you're telling me you're getting death threats, I pretty much got, I, I have to respect the fact that you are. But it was interesting. There's another side to the story. Yeah. And which is pretty intriguing. I'm not telling you it's, it's right or it's wrong, but we, uh, we know that college programs, colleges and universities can be just as nefarious as some of the coaches and agents and everybody else you're dealing with. For example, Mike Leach at Texas Tech, uh, they basically stiffed him on his money. He subsequently hired a private investigator to oh, go after he's, him now. He's, uh, he's going in for bear. He's going to yeah. uncover dirt on them, and it's going to make it so uncomfortable for Texas Tech not to pay him his money. They're going to give him a, girl, go away, here's your money check. It's going to be $12.7 million. I think he's going after an unpaid uh, compensation. I don't, think it's that, I don't think it's that much, but it's, it's considerable. Well, he'll take, they'll, they'll, they'll cough up something. Oh, they're going to, yeah, and he's going to enjoy it all the way to the bank. Uh, at any rate, McElwain has a $12 million buyout. Now, people in Florida are not happy with McElwain. You know, he's only won two out of three Eastern Division titles uh, since he's gotten back. It was a dumpster fire after Urban Meyer left. That They've lost some tough games this year. They've had injuries, et cetera. I mean, they're not, winning. They're not winning games like Florida fan is accustomed to winning. And, again, I will tell you this with Florida, Jamie, in my opinion, I think Florida at this point is in the very, 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 very short list of the most complete athletic programs in America. I agree. And, and I will tell you who I, what I consider, no disrespect to anyone else, football, basketball, baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? That, that's Sorry, soccer guy, but, you know, hey, I'm sure they're pretty good at soccer, too, would be my guess. But they win the national championship in baseball. They're really good in football. Basketball, they're coming off. Uh, Mike White had a great year last year. They had back-to-back national championships with Billy Donovan. So arguably among the elite programs, if not the most elite in America, is Florida Gator. So let's just say Florida Gator fan is spoiled. Mm-hmm. So Michael Wayne, in uh, Saturday Down South, Matt Hayes is the one that had the strategy uh, that came up with this. He goes, look, what if they can fire Michael Wayne and don't have to pay him his $12 million buyout? Because they can fire you for cause, Jamie. And cause is anything that you bring upon yourself. And so here you go on cause. Uh, if McElwain lied about the alleged death threat, if, if it can be proven, right. and I don't know how you prove that he lied with it, that's a, a legal battle. The second thing is they could fire him for grounds on the basis that he was insubordinate to his superiors, namely the athletic director and the president's, when he did not present any evidence or detail to them based on the claims that he made. In other words, I come in and say, hey, I'm getting death threats. Well, how do you know you're getting death threats? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that a little bit nitpicky on the part of Florida's part? Perhaps, perhaps not. Nonetheless, this has given them an opening. Yes. Let's just say a Florida trashes the rest of the season and they want to make a move because that fan base, look, Florida fan base is every bit as fickle as LSU fan base. Don't, don't kid yourself. They are. And actually, they're a little bit more entitled because they've had more success. Right. Uh, and everything. And so that opens the door because I thought it was interesting. Florida released a statement the other day. We haven't seen anything to this effect. Uh, I mean, I'm paraphrasing what their statement. Look, we know he said he's had death threats. We haven't seen any evidence of that. 
Well, that's right, and and that's you're you're exactly right, Terry. I hate to hate to agree with you, but uh, he this door has been opened now because the administration asked McElwee, "Hey, you've gotten death threats. The players have got. Hey, let's talk about if this. If my players are getting yeah. death threats, yeah. that has to go to the university. That has to go to the authorities. That goes to the state police, the city yeah. police, the campus police, and probably the FBI." And it's not like they're going to announce that they're investigating it either. That's the other side. Right. Now, if you don't, and, you know, he didn't go, I, I would assume maybe, you know, they said, well, let's, let's look at your phone records. Let's look at uh, what's going on. Well, we need to get to the bottom of this because if someone's, you know, has uh, threatened your life, we need to take them out of society. And uh, all of a sudden, McElwain just hushes up and says, I, you know, no further comment. Uh, and he's under legal advice. There's no question. Probably so. Um but at at this point, you know, I guess you can't feel too sorry for Jim McElwain. I mean, if things can work out at Florida, he can always get a job with National Geographic narrating Shark Week. Well, but, we, we have we have a uh, listener in case they like. Look, it's the same guy that said he wasn't involved with the shark. Look at that picture. That's him, and he got that shark. No, that's that. I don't think that's him. That's but the New York City policeman. I think it was photo shop. But uh, <laughs> hey. Uncomp- now, I've been I've been caught in some uncompromising positions before, Terry, but ne- never never with a uh, never with a shark or a uh, you know uh, yeah, 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 yeah animal yeah. kingdom. But uh, and that was pretty unflattering, I, I do admit. But uh, if this is like something revenge here, yeah, I mean, if this is if Jim McElwain has just made all this up, which right now the administration is trying to get to the bottom of it. And he's not forthcoming with information. It doesn't. It doesn't help his cause, particularly if the Gators tank the rest of the season. Although I think, you know, that'd be pretty pretty unfair after winning two East Division titles. No matter. How, I mean, in Florida, you're, to your point, Terry, about being Florida, not only wants to win, they want to win with style points. They want to dominate people, and you're not going to do that. I mean, I, I'm. This is the first time I'm really interested to see how Florida reacts in the Georgia-Florida game, because this is in Jacksonville, kind of a neutral play. How is, you know, Florida always seemed to have had Georgia's number recently. Even when Georgia may have had slightly better teams, Florida's been able to win. Was this the battle of the Sabanites for Sabanite supremacy? You know, uh, very well could be. Um, you know, greatest uh, outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida under – under some heat right now, head coaches, you know, a lot of outside distractions before the season started. They had some suspensions, some arrests, and so forth. So we'll see just how Florida, you know, can band together and put together possibly an upset win over Georgia. I think Georgia's pretty good. I think Georgia's Georgia better. I think Georgia's clearly the second-best team in the SEC. Uh, sorry. I think LSU plays them next year. I think they're back on the schedule yeah. starting next year. Uh, going back to to McElwain, though, Jamie, it's a bizarre thing. He was in a press conference. Let me read you McElwain's quote, because I, I think you, you read into this. Here's McElwain's quote. They go, um, a reporter asked him if McElwain, if his coach and his staff deserve some credit for hanging in there during a difficult year. McElwain said the credit uh, is in the coaching business, is internal. And, that, and then he said this. I think it's a pretty good lesson for the way things are. There's a lot of hate in the world and a lot of anger, and yes, it's freedom to show it. The hard part is, obviously, when it's a threat against your own players, death threats to your families, you know, uh, that's ill will brought upon you. 
And yet, you know, I think it's really one of those deals that is really good testament to what's going on out there nationally. A lot of angry people in this business, we're the ones you take shots at, and that's the way it is. A reporter goes, death threats? He asked uh, McElwain that, and McElwain was responded to me in affirmative, mm-hmm. but declined to elaborate to the Gainesville press. Uh, to another follow-up about the level of vitriol he's seen, McElwain said, you're in the business, that's all part of it. You get it when it's directed towards your players, when it's directed toward families, wives, you know, that kind of thing. And yet at the same time, they knew what they signed up for, and it's part of the business. Michael Wayne is exactly right on, Jay, on that, Jamie. Uh, I do want to take a break. I want to go over Florida's response, because Florida's response, the University of Florida, the official response, obviously crafted by attorneys. Mm-hmm. Okay, Florida was very meticulous in how they worded a response to this. And could this be the opening, kind of like Mike Leach at Texas Tech several years back? He sort of gave them a little bit of opening. They had some creative uh, attorney things going on there, board of trustees, which led to his ouster. And ever since then, Texas Tech has been really good. Not. And so I want to go over exactly what Florida said. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the games coming up this weekend. You are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. We're brought to you by our title sponsor, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. We're talking about this interesting Jim McElwain uh, press conference uh, quip, if you will. And, you know, in it he infers that there's death threats to him and his family and his players. Well, folks. Here's, here's the, the, the university perspective on that. If there are threats being made to your employees and or your students, student athletes, the, the janitor that, that you know uh, cleans up uh, Vickers Hall, whatever, whoever that is, you as a university, as an institution, have an obligation to turn said information over yes. to the authorities because you have your own institutional police force. A death threat... If it's put in the mail, it becomes federal, right? If you mail it, it becomes federal. That is correct. Right, right. Or if you become... email it, it's, it's, it's wire. And so unless you send it with a smoke signal, it's a little bit different gig. But you understand what I'm saying. So I mean, there's a, there's a trail. Yes. There's, there's a, there's a, how did I get a death threat? Somebody call me up on my phone and say, Jamie, I'm going to get you. Well, that's one thing, and there'll be a record of that phone call and, and – whether the NSA has tape-recorded that phone call or not for you is, is up to you and Alex Jones. However, if your players are being threatened, you have an obligation to turn that in. Yes. Right, Penn State? No, um, uh, you have an obligation to turn said information to the proper authorities until somebody listens. Right. And so here is what Steve McClain, who is the senior athletic director, senior associate athletic director, uh, responded. Now, Jim McElwain, Jamie, throws this out in a press conference. Okay? He doesn't get, and we don't know that he didn't go to the Florida administration. Uh, we can't make that assumption. By reading what they, uh, how they responded, 
it appears this is the first they heard of it. And so here's what Steve McLean wrote. The University Athletic Association takes the safety of our student-athletes, coaches, staff, and families very seriously. Our administration met with Coach McElwain this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And here are, here, here's what he said. And he offered no additional details. Let me read that again. Our administration met with Coach McElwain this afternoon. And he offered no additional details. That's troubling. That's Florida's carefully worded response has gone through their PR and attorneys. Uh, if you're facing death threats or just somebody, you know, throwing stuff out there, you don't mention them in the press conference, per se. Uh, okay, question here. Yeah. Don't mean to interrupt. I agree with you. That was more than likely crafted by Florida attorneys. A hundred percent it was crafted Florida, by the Florida attorneys. University of Florida attorneys. Is McElwain's response or lack thereof also on the advice of his attorney? Probably. Okay. Probably. Because so there's a jostling back and forth I, now. Just, just from being a just a educated guess on my part, Jamie. Educated guess. This is not the views of Sports Talk 97.7, Jamie Fox, your next-door neighbor, the mailman, the dog catcher, whoever. This is just opinion. Reading what I read into this, I think that McElwain, and again, these are big-time college football coaches. They are comfortable in front of the media. Mm-hmm. They deal with it every day, folks. Sometimes when you're saying, just like on this show, sometimes you say something you really didn't want to say. You do. You talk for an hour a day in the, on the media, on the radio, you're going to make a, a phrase, a reference, and it's going to come out completely different than what you had intend, intended for it to come out. You're going to be portrayed in a way that is not you, but if you talk enough, people are going to misconstrue things, or sometimes you just make mistakes. You right. do. And so when McElwain is talking about being beat up, how does it feel about you guys hanging in there, Coach? Are you proud of your guys? Well, we're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, we're trying to fight to get to a bowl game at this point. Not what anybody had in mind. Florida fan back in August, dude, we're going to win the national championship. we got Felipe Franks. We're going to be good. Eh, not so much. And so McElwain's like, look, this is a, is a bad – and I've told you about this. In college football and basketball, it's a crappy business in a lot of ways. Now, if you get paid $12 million, it's not so crappy. It's still a crappy business. You just have a lot of money, and you got more options. Look, it's tough, man. Our families go through it. it the players go through it. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen kids miss the field goals this year and people threaten them? And, yeah, and, and yeah. so, you know, 99% of it is complete, you know, uh, Internet warrior stuff. But there's a few out there that are just absolute nutcases. So I think Michael Wayne probably said, look, you know, everybody gets threats. We do that. You go back and look what he said. They pressed him on it. And he couldn't come back at that point and go, ah, well, it's probably not that bad. And maybe there's an investigation going on ahead of this. Yeah. When I read the Florida athletic director's statement, I don't see that. When I say, you know, uh, we take our, our safety of our student-athletes very seriously, families, et cetera, that's boilerplate material, okay? That's boilerplate public relations 101. The second part of this statement, our administration met with Coach McElwain this afternoon. And they're inferring that the first we ever heard of this, we got this guy in and we met with him immediately because if you're making threats to our employees, our coaches, their families, I got to know about it. Sure. We got to know about it. He offered no additional details. Now, McElwain's agents are also smart enough to know, you know what, 
They owe him a $12 million buyout. The only way they can fire him, they're not going to pay him $12 million. They're going to let him stay there, is if it's for cause. So it's either recruiting violations, rules violations, uh, willfully lying. Uh, this is a felony, Jamie. I mean, if, if what happened, if he's gotten death threats, this is a felony. Whoever perpetrated these things is a felony. Uh, and so Florida declared publicly, they didn't keep it in-house. They publicly said that the, our head coach, Jamie, offered nothing. If you and I got death threats, and they interviewed Gary McKinney, and Gary says, well, at this time they didn't offer any other uh, details. That's telling you he is distancing himself from us. That's what they're doing. Well, a good move on Gary's part, too, yes. by the way. Yes. Uh, and we, we make death threats to each other all the time. Yeah, so. but and, 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 yeah, I mean, hey, we're very fortunate to Gary. You know, if, you're, if you're facing – put yourself in this situation. If you're facing a death threat, mm-hmm. you mention it to a bunch of reporters, and then when your employer asks you about it, you're like, eh, no. Okay. Does that seem weird to you? I'm, I'm, I know far be it from us to jump to conclusions on this show, but I'm going to go back to the first of the year. When and I, there's no way, shape, or form, but Kevin Sumlin, yes, when he was, you know, uh, apparently a, a racial epithet letter was was mailed to his home, and his wife went public with it uh, after they, you know, lost the big lead to UCLA and, and and lost. And what's the that that trail has strangely gone silent, but but you don't see. There's, there was no real follow-up on that, but did it give Kevin Sumlin another year on his contract? Was there behind the scenes going, look, you you got put through this. We're going to – how can you now fire a coach who gets these kind of letters? How can you fire a coach who gets could, a death threat? Could you say it galvanized that team? Could that it, was a turning point in that season. Could have been a galvanization by – by, yeah. And you got to give Sumlin all the credit in the world and that staff and those players. I mean, they've rallied. Uh you know, they had a kind of a shaky start to the season. They, you know, beat Nichols kind of barely. And then uh, I think, uh, you know, so they've they've won some close games. They've lost one game to the University of Alabama. They lost one to UCLA. Other than that, yeah, and they, they lost. And they played very well against Alabama, uh, as anybody can. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is not a bad ball club at all. But is this something you have to do in order to get people off your back? And to, and I don't doubt, you know, what Kevin Sumlin happened to him, and maybe even McElwain. But Jamie, is this? Are we now in an era where we have to, to fabricate stuff in order to to save our jobs? I mean, maybe. Uh, and, and I don't know it's fabricated. What yeah, and I don't know if it is. It could be all the truth in the world to that. But most universities, okay, most universities would come up with something. Oh, along the lines of this, if they have to make that statement. Right. Uh, you know, the university, whatever the, the group is, Athletic Association, I think is in Florida, we take the safety of our student-athletes, our administrators, our coaches, their staff, and their families very seriously, and we're, which is what they did with Kevin Sumlin. Right. And we're going to support our coaches and his family every way we can. Yeah. That's what most universities would say, and they did with Kevin Sumlin. Florida said he offered no additional details. This is the University of Florida distancing themselves from their coach. I'd make no mistake. That's what this is. Okay, so uh, basically could this even be said that they're building 
It's just helping them, even if they don't want, and I doubt they'll make a change this year. But if they have to, if they don't, you know, they don't lose, win anyone. Dude, if they can get him out and they don't have to pay him $12 million, they'll make that change tomorrow. Well, that's my, is this, that they're building a case. I think that the, case the case was thrown to them. I, I think Jim McElwain gave Jim McElwain gave this to him. Then he's got the rut-row moment, and his attorneys are going, hey. But, but here's the deal with McElwain. He didn't, he didn't explicitly say, I'm getting death threats. He, started, he stated the answer by talking about the business, the generality, uh, by which it, it would say it was college football and coaching in particular. He returned to talking about the business later on, and I, I put that clip up there. And so it's, it's ambiguous, ambiguous rather. <laughs> well, well I, I told you I called 40 minutes last night of a girls' basketball game by myself. I want to say that's not a lawyer moment you have. No, it's yet. not a lawyer moment I have. But, you know, most people wouldn't have picked it I up. wouldn't have. Yeah, I, I want to explain that. It, it, it is. It's sort, of, it's sort of a gray area Yeah. Uh, with McIlwain right now. So I, I think both sides are, like, trying to figure out what their options are. If Florida can get out without paying that dude $12 million and get a new coach, look who the people are going to be available out there, Jamie Fox. Look, I mean, Jim McIlwain, despite his success there, two out of three SEC East championships, Dude, he's not setting the world on fire with Florida fans. I'm not sure that the Florida season tickets and the boosters are really going to like it. You know, sort of like Les Miles, and you get on that death nail. You let LSU get posterized by Alabama, you're going to have the fire coach O chance going right back up there again. So what better way to do it is our coach is a liar. Yeah. we got to get rid of a liar. And, and you can see that narrative being formed, and now it's all about the definition of what he really meant. Was he insubordinate? Was he not withholding? If you work for me, and, and I'm the AD or the president, and you tell people or imply, Jamie Fox, that my players, my students in my school are getting death threats, and then you're not forthcoming with information about that, you either lied, okay, or can you give me a reason you wouldn't tell me? Because you don't have that you don't have that right to withhold that information about students. God forbid something bad happens and you withheld that information. Oh, no, absolutely not. So either you lied about it or you withholding information. Which one is it? And how does this play out? You're listening to Sports Talk ninety seven seven, the edge, a segment brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney law tremendous social media an attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. Whatever you need, folks, Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law. We come back. I figured out a way I can deal with Joe Oliva. It's Joe Oliva's idea. He's actually got a good one. You're listening to Sports Talk 97. I'll be back in a minute. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun. Especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk to 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the show a death today. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spa Novell. Pair for the special people in your life. Spa Novell, Lammy Lane in Monroe. 318-807-1060. Spa Novell in Monroe. So our friend Joe Oliva, who magically after the winning streak, Jamie, has appeared. You know, in the middle of them getting lost, the only time you can find Joe Oliva was on a built carton or in the film room with Coach O. 
He denies that, but 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 tell us more. Uh, Joel Leva, uh, his quote: "We have to do a better job of making the fan experience at games more friendly, so they want to come and stay." And so, Jamie, what is more friendly for fans at games than beer? Yes. Uh, Joe says, I really believe beer would help in that situation, uh, despite the fact that LSU's sororities and fraternities were shut down because of an alcohol-induced death on campus. Uh, Joe is continuing to push the SEC at changing its alcohol policies to allow sales throughout the stadium. A vote from the 14 SEC school presidents is the way to change that policy. And Joe said, we got a number of presidents that think it needs to be done. So basically, here, here's the idea, Jamie. They're going to drink, so why shouldn't we sell it to them and make the money from it? Well, That's pretty much it, yeah? And I can't say I disagree with that. Well, again, all this is about creating revenue, and he cited that three other schools in the – What does sell weed? Well, I'm, you know, in some cases out in Colorado, that might be a bit good, good deal. In some um, cases, you think hey, weed would go over really big at Florida football games, right? Oh, God, it's second. It's the second quarter. Where's the weed, dude? Weed guy. Well, I didn't realize the SEC is the only conference right now in America that doesn't allow for beer sales. Uh, and if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you need beer. Uh, especially lately. Come uh, on. You're yeah. a bandy. You need. I told you my uncle used to own a liquor store in Columbia. And so they just loaded up. Oh, yeah. But it was on the way. It's Highway 31 straight up to Not Nashville. Columbia, Louisiana. No, Columbia, Columbia Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Just outside Nashville. Sure. Yeah, about 30 miles or so. And it was Highway 31. So I'd go up there with him on occasion. He loved afternoons because that morning all the Vanderbilt fans were coming up that way. They'd stop in his store and buy the little, what, what, are they, what do they call the little bottles, the little mini bottles? Like, uh, you know, mini. Minis, I yeah, think. I, yeah, I, I'm not. Anyway, it's basically you can pour it in a Coke and you're. Yeah, and nobody them, knows. Yeah, after about three of them, you're gone. And he would tell me, he goes, you know, Vanderbilt can't need this. He goes, <laughs> I'm doing a public service. <laughs> I don't know. You know, pay for like a, a buck fifty or something and get like, a, you know, a shot of uh, Jack Daniels or something. Yes, this is something that I have a little bit of experience with. But it is, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a revenue generator. He also talked about facility upgrades. Oh, and here again, he throws them a bone of talking about cheaper ticket prices. Don't hold your breath on that one. Uh, Maybe a beer comes with your ticket price. So all of a sudden, the great emancipator, Joe Oliva, comes in there and says, you know what, now we're just be patient. That He also urged them to, uh, by the way, this was he spoke at the New Orleans Touchdown right. Club is where it did. And all of a sudden, I, didn't, I wish you could have seen some of the comments afterwards. Now he decides to go public. Here's what the university's also done. They turned the south, the upper end zone, because LSU Stadium, I don't know, I, I was there for the home opener. It is literally like a NASCAR uniform. Yeah. I mean, it, it is advertisements everywhere. Uh, anyway, the, I think it's the south, upper end zone, is the Skyline Club. Uh, alcohol is sold there now. Yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah. And, you know, at, at ULM, alcohol is sold. Uh, I think there's a ton of uh, schools across the country that are selling alcohol. Now, here was the, the now when you say alcohol, it's yeah, beer, 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 beer. Unless you're but, in a, but it says alcohol here at the uh, upper well, level. Yeah, if you're in the, the Skyline Club, the, in the Skyline Club, and the private club. Otherwise, there are. Kirsten Howell the third does not want a Corona. No, he wants a uh, a good Scotch and water, and uh, that's what. Uh, if this is what will generate revenue. Let's, let's be honest, this is what this is all about. It's an arms race. Will it generate revenue? Yes. And, and so they asked Joe Oliva, hey, is there any ill effects about allowing alcohol stadium-wide? Because, you know, nobody takes alcohol to those games. 
Joe Oliva, yeah, you don't, I wouldn't give him a glass container. I would make sure that it's plastic that it was served in. Oh, yeah, the super but, security uh, at the gate. I'm sure they could take care yeah, of that. Yeah. Hey, you got any bombs? No. Hey, you got to get rid of that beer, though. Yeah. Uh, Joe Oliva said, they asked him about it, is it going to have ill effects? Well, of course, Joe, it'll have ill effects. Uh, Joe says, I don't know the answer to that, but he comes back with a good one. But I know they serve beer at the Saints games. I know that there are 70 colleges serving beer right now at football games. The SEC is the only conference in the country that doesn't allow serving beer at athletic events. People want to be irresponsible. They're going to be irresponsible. If people are going to be responsible, they're going to be responsible. God, I hate it when I agree with Joe Oliva. Uh, kind of hard to take. I sort of like threw up in my mouth a little bit when, that, when those words came out. Yeah, well, I mean, again... He's wanting to facility upgrades is what he's after. They're in the process of some of those right now. Uh, beer sales could could possibly. Uh, I mean, if he wants to charge what he's charging for, what is he what, air? What no, he charges no, he, for air? What was that lovely uh, uh, delicate, uh, delectable delight you had when you were down there? Was nachos or something? No, I had jambalaya, which actually nine dollars. Nine dollars scares me now, but yes, nine dollars jambalaya. Jamie, the line was fifty people deep. For nine dollar alligator jambalaya, and I'm not a big fan of alligator. Sorry, I'm not. But I was hungry, and it was good. It was okay. Well, one worth nine dollars. No, but yeah, it was considering I was really hungry, and the kids are down there wanting food, and the grandkids are wanting. Yeah. It, so let's just let's let's play. Of course, you got my credit card. Jamie. Did you have to? Yes. So there you go. Those of us who want, yeah. So you'll be. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they want. It's just like. I, I, the few times I've been to a casino, I, I was shocked when somebody whipped out their credit card to get chips and everything, and I said, y'all, you don't take just cash? And they go, oh, no. We actually encourage this. Yes. The use of credit cards. As long so, as you've got money in the bank and that credit card will spit it out, they'll take every cent you have. Indeed. And uh, Profit maximization, my friend. Well, and that's what the hope is. Joe Oliva sees in the possibility of, of beer sales at Tiger Stadium. And... Uh, yeah, you know, in in the big scheme of things, is it? I guess what if you charge three bucks a piece? Maybe, of course, Joe will probably charge seven. But if you have the opportunity to have in the general audience, you'd, you'd have to, I guess, maybe cut it off after the. I don't know. Knowing that LSU, you know, why not sell it all night? Um, but if you've got the opportunity to find a way to increase revenue, and that's what people are doing. I mean, that's as you mentioned, the schools that do it. It's not necessarily because uh, you know, it takes a lot to – that's the things we forget about. Concessions and things like that cost a lot of money, as you well know. And this is a way maybe to, to fund something. I mean, you can't you can't depend on big donors all the time to uh, to write the big check because so few teams have those. Those universities have access to people with deep, deep pockets. Uh, there's not many T. Boone Pickens running around out there. Oh, there's more new. But there's, there's a lot of people. There'll be a lot of people that will buy two or three beers at a ball game in order to watch to be able to stomach their team's performance. And uh, in this case, Joe Oliva sees an opportunity. Yeah, by the way, he also urged the fans to be patient with Coach O. He denied vigorously. He watched film with Coach Orgeron, which I still think he does or did. Uh, so let's be honest. He's he's joined at the hip with this move yes and uh so yeah he's you know the the timing of this is a little odd um but it could be that this is an open week uh before the alabama game and you probably want to 
speak to your public before the Alabama game, not afterwards. And uh, he took advantage of this opportunity uh, to urge the fans to be patient. He does not watch film with Coach O. He thinks beer sales are not necessarily a bad idea, and he announced some facility upgrades as well, which uh, I think some of these will start after the season. So good for Joe. Uh, he's with us, folks, as long uh, for the time being at least. But just about – I've read some of the comments following this, uh, Terry, and, and none of them were real complimentary of Joe Oliva. So he's uh, he's maybe like uh, Jim McElwain right now. Uh, I don't know if he's gotten death threats, but – Well, how would those two be together? Uh, They'd be perfect together. Yeah, could be. I mean, I would – we got a bunch of texts, I, and, I, and I apologize, guys. I hadn't pulled the text line up. I'd had it shut down for another browser. We're going to go ahead and take uh, our last break, Jamie. We get back. I got a couple texts out here. Charlie had a, a good question. Uh, I'm going to read that in a minute. Uh, a lot of people saying perhaps that McElwain sent death threats to himself, or uh, <laughs> you know, and, and folks, the, the reality is you don't know what people do. In this day of, of uh, it's a fake threat, media. fake news, Jamie. Right. Fake right. news is anything I don't agree. Makes with. me want to go have a beer. Fake news, yeah, with Joe Oliva. With Joe Oliva, got to get a picture of that. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks. The Louisiana Special Olympics. Back with your text and closing out the show. Un momento. Sports Talk 97.7. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. We're a member of the Fox Sports Radio Network. No, the real Fox, not Jamie or Sean, but I I, I have a suspicion that they somehow are – you think we're getting paid under yeah. the table? I, th- I think you are. Uh, I'm sure, kind of like uh, Florida right now, I think the Fox Network would distance themselves from Sean and Jamie Fox as much as they possibly could. But but right now we're uh, we're uh, joined at the hip, and we're glad and very uh, happy to be a part of the Fox Sports Network. The 1-3 sends out, uh, maybe Jim McElwain was the one sending the threats. That's Anthony. Uh, he offered to kill himself. Yes. Okay. Uh, somebody else suggested that Jaws sent the death threats, and Jim never called Jaws back. Uh, for you guys who don't know what we're talking about, there was a a, a picture of Jim McElwain. It purported to be Jim McElwain. I don't think it was, but the likeness is very, very good. Yes. Uh, involved uh, in a, can we say an alcohol-infused moment? Well, I would say, let's, let's say an uncompromising position. Laying uh, on top of a shark on a boat somewhere. A very large shark. A very large, in a very large shark. Yeah, a very large Jim McElwain. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was not good. Flash of the Titans, you might call it. Maybe, yes. yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Tyler said that's why we leave the Tech games at halftime. It's, do they sell alcohol at Louisiana Tech? For games, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I'm, I'm sure they do in the uh, in the uh, skybox skyboxes yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, they've, you know, they got a really nice and the Davidson thing. I'm sure there's it flows up there, but not to the uh, general public. Charlie has a, has a good text. We'll we'll cover this one now. And I heard it yesterday. What do y'all think about Colin Coward saying if Alabama and Ohio State met, 
that Alabama could not move the ball against the Buckeyes. I think the man has lost his mind. Charlie, I think the man is incredibly brilliant. Do I really think he believes that? No. I think Colin Coward is probably the best Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey guy we have out there today. I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd. I think he moves the needle. I think by Alabama being so dominant so far, he throws out that Ohio State not only could beat them, but would dominate them. I think it sends people into a frenzy, and they're going to listen to his show, almost like Howard Stern. They're going to listen to his show just so they could disagree with him, and it drives ratings. I, I think that's exactly what Cowherd does. I think he has great opinions, some of which I agree, some of which I don't. Much like you, Jamie, some of the stuff I agree with you, some of I don't. And that makes us uniquely American. Well, as long as you understand that I'm right, uh, that's okay. Um, and I think right now with Alabama's program being where they are, that you know it makes them easy fodder for the national media and everything because people are looking. It's always when you're at the top, you, you're – you know, people look to knock you off, but it hasn't worked so far. If you're a national, it's not going to work. This. If you're a national media guy, would you rather go and cover USC winning national championships? I get to hang out in Los Angeles. Would you rather go cover uh, even Columbus, Ohio, Been there. Uh, Michigan, uh, some of the big-time areas of the country, or do you want to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama? You're like, dear God, really? And so if you're a national media member, it kills you that Alabama is so successful. Even Baton Rouge is, is so much better than Tuscaloosa. It's a life. It's a city. It's a real city. Now, Tuscaloosa hang, is rival with a football team. Hang on there. Now, I've spent a lot of time in back and forth and had a tire change or two. Or rival with a football team. I've eaten at the Arby's many times off the interstate there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, granted, it is not. Uh, we, we They call it Tuscaloosa Vegas, just like Start Vegas. Uh, I've been to both. I'll take Tuscaloosa all day, every day. When you dri- when you hit the Alabama state line and you've driven through Mississippi and you crossed over from Meridian, which is the last bastion of hope, and then you hit that long stretch and desolate, I would use, yes, that long 50 to 80-mile stretch before you hit Tuscaloosa looks like manna from heaven. Uh, when you see it, because there's been nothing between other than Livingston, which is, uh, again, they've actually thought to put a school there also. Um, it's, um, it's, it's a welcome sight, I can tell you that. Um, but you, um, I guess if you're a national media perspective, and they do, you know, the, it is not a draw uh, like, and you understand. Who wants to go to Alabama this week? Not, Somebody not, raise your hand, please. No, I, I do think game day probably prefers uh, other places like Fargo, for example. Um, but anyway, it's um, it is it's amazing to me having lived there. Just how uh, absolute how it dominates everything. Uh, Alabama football, from the standpoint of not really welcoming from professional franchises and Birmingham is probably big enough to support one. Um, yeah, but possibly. And then you've got, uh, uh, you know, these other, other schools really have to fight for, you know, any kind of, uh, space on the page. I mean, I'll tell you how bad it is. They keep up with people that transfer from Alabama to other schools. How, I'm God, go to AL.com. How Alabama transfers fared this week. So they like to keep up with those 
that left the program. They weren't good enough to play. They weren't good enough to start. But here's the ones that left, and here's how they're doing. That's all you got to know. That's <laughs> all you have to know is how Alabama transfers, and Auburn, for that matter. Now, that's thinking, well, we got to give equal time to Auburn, too. So, uh, anyway, that's how it is. And that's uh, – but on the national landscape, sure, I think most people, you know, would prefer – All right, who wants to go to Tuscaloosa as we get yelled at by Saban? Raise your hand. Well, that's, that's part of it, too, is that, you know, you, you want to subject yourself to him. Uh, you know, if you don't ask the right question or something, Jamie, it, you know, it's a control thing, that's too. That's part of Calhoun's shtick, though. I mean, when Alabama, Alabama is the evil empire. Alabama is Darth Vader, the Death Star, the whole nine yards. They're simply invincible by so, and so, when they got beat by Clemson. They, they did. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was bullet for Clemson. I just wanted to see something different. I really did. And so, they are the evil empire. People hate the evil empire. Why? Because they're an empire. And B, because they perceive as evil. And so, it will be 80% of America, with the exception of the SEC, and half the SEC will be pulling for Ohio State if that indeed happens. It would not surprise me to see those two in the national championship game. I think Penn State is going to get exposed this weekend. I don't think they're that good. I think Ohio State had a bad game against Oklahoma, and you give Oklahoma all due credit. But if you look at Ohio State, I think Coward is exactly right. They are put together as an elite SEC football team, size. NFL guys, speed, and that is what wins. They've got a quarterback that's been hot and cold. In Alabama, if they have an Achilles heel, and a lot of people do, it's that mobile quarterback over the past X number of games. When Alabama has lost or been pushed to the brink, it's been a very mobile quarterback on the other team full of NFL players that has been able to do that. Well, Ohio State, one of the things that really has hurt them, I mean, they've had so many great players go pro early. I mean, this year, I think Lattimore. That's just Alabama and LSU, LSU and everybody else. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking seven. Seven underclassmen, uh, I think, in last year's draft from Ohio State. And I, I granted, I mean, LSU, maybe two, three, four, Alabama, same way, seven. Uh, so you can see that. Uh, from a classic standpoint of, like you said, mobile quarterback, yeah, but I, I don't think so. I think Alabama is one of the few teams that physically can match up with Ohio State very well. Um, oh, I'm taking Bama to win the game. Don't get, don't, don't misunderstand. But that. I think that, that uh, you know, yeah, Ohio State, you know, will will they be in the picture? It'll all be determined this week. Um, I say they go to Penn State because we're going to talk about because that I think Alabama would skull drug Penn State. Yeah, I think Alabama goes to or plays Penn State. I think Penn State's going to be out of it after next week anyway. I think Ohio State's going to embarrass them. Uh, and all due respect to James Franklin and Penn State, I think they're pretenders at this point. They, they beat Michigan pretty badly. I don't think Michigan is Michigan lost a lot as well. Michigan lost a lot of talent uh, off. Now, I, I don't think Michigan's that good. I think they're a top-20 team. I don't think they're a top-10 or, or a playoff contender. That said, they're good enough. They could beat a lot of people on a given night, including uh, Ohio State. And so things can happen if you play at an elite level. Look, Texas A&M got beat by nine by Alabama. Could LSU go in there and give Alabama everything they want? Absolutely. Um, Terry, real quick before you go further, this is to, to, to maybe drive your point home. Uh, this is Penn State's schedule. And now, granted, some of these teams are a little better than normal. I mean, a little worse than normal than usually, but their wins have come over. Again, they're undefeated. Akron, which is... Uh, either 500 or below. Okay, I'll give you a rating on these as you read them. Akron, two on a scale of 1 to 10. Akron, 
three. Pittsburgh, five. Georgia State, one. Negative one. Negative one. Uh, Iowa, seven. Indiana, five. Northwestern, four. Michigan, seven. Seven and a half. Remaining schedule. At Ohio State, nine. At Michigan State, seven. Rutgers, negative four. No, they're better this year. They've Okay. I, I would give I would give Rutgers a three. So so we're into uh, positive numbers. Okay, I, okay, three. I, 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 Nebraska, uh, four. Uh, I'd say three. five or six. Five, five maybe. Maryland, Jekyll and Hyde. I'd have to say well, five they and a half or six. They obviously win those next those last three. Yeah, five and a half, six. But look, so they go ten and two and see if they're in the maybe or nine and ten and eleven and one. Yeah, I think Ohio State beats them. Uh, I think Michigan, they probably get by Michigan. So maybe they lose one game, and then they got to play in the Big Ten Championship. Right. And they'll probably play who again? Uh, oh, the Ohio State. Mm. Yeah. Can, they beat Tim, can, can Ohio State beat them twice yeah. in one year, though? I, I think Ohio State's built to beat people like that. But that could be wrong. Makes it interesting. Hey, we got to get out of here. Appreciate all the text today. We got uh, Jim McElwain and Shark Week. Well, how cool would that be if he hosted Shark Week? I think it's I think it's ready made for television. A couple people love my quote: "Rabel with a football team, <laughs> with a with a really, really, really elite football team." By the way, ULM's travels to uh, uh, Idaho this week, and that is Rabel with a mountain. Oh boy, they got skulls Lewiston, last week by Missouri. Lewiston slash uh, Moscow, Idaho. What did, what did somebody said? They they beat the potatoes out of them. <laughs> Poor, poor Idaho. Good stuff, uh, folks. Been a lot of fun. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for the sports company. Uh, Sean Fox uh, will be on at 3. And you can catch us again in the morning at 9 a.m. Appreciate all your text today. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Power School made pizza by design. Our friends at GB Cooley. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Carolina Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. U.S. 165 North in Monroe. Uh, 318-345-4545, John Tabor, dear God, Jamie Foxx. For John Tabor, I'm Terry Waldrop. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Aloha. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will